Welcome to the Native Diamond Podcast. Oh shit! What you waiting for? What the fuck is up, everyone? Seth Mc here, back at it again with a new podcast episode that never gets old. I don't give a shit. When you have your own podcast, you can choose how you want to do your intros, how you want to do them. Okay. But anyway, today this is a fun fucking episode, and I want to thank Austin Fisser. The vocalist of The Undertaking, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come and hang out and chit-chat and, you know, shoot the shit, right? It was a lot of fun. The Undertaking is a sick new band that is on Solid State Records. They just got signed, okay? I have never had a conversation with a Solid State band, so I was super excited. We talked about so much stuff but I don't want to give it away. I want you guys to check it out. But we're going to play music. So hang out. Grab a beer or a coffee. I don't know what time of the day it is for you. Whatever time this approaches you. Okay. I just want to thank you for checking out the podcast. Okay. First off. Hit the follow button. Okay. <laughs> Make sure that you give me an awesome rating. Please help out how you can. Okay. You don't have to support monetarily. If you want to support, hey, that's cool too. Okay, if you have some extra bucks, there's a link in the description. It's through Anchor. You can donate as little or as much as you want. So if you feel like being a nice guy, help the podcast. But anyway, this is a fun one, and I can't wait to show you guys. So let's get into it. I'll stop talking. In the mid-roll, we're going to play my pick for the hidden gem, O-Negative. Okay? The Undertaking. Let's go. This is a fun one. Hope you guys are ready. What's up, my dudes? Seth Mick here. This is Native Diamond Podcast. Thank you for tuning in, as always. And today, we're having fun because we're hanging out with Austin, the vocalist from The Undertaking, San Diego, California. What's up, dude? What's going on, Seth? Thanks for having us on, man. We're stoked to be here, and uh, let's uh, let's rock and roll. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, we were kind of talking before the show officially started, but, um, you know, I didn't really get to ask you how you were doing. So, like, you know, how, how's it been? And uh, what have you been up to lately? Yeah, man. Life is, like, in that weird stage right now where we're, like, kind of starting to go back to normal. Mm -hmm. But then also, like, still one foot in, like, we just got through with this pandemic. And this past year has been crazy. So trying to, like, right. kind of figure out how, how life moves forward. But then also, like, kind of cautiously doing so. So we have, uh, my wife and I have three kids. So, so we're kind of trying to figure out what like school looks like in the fall. And then, uh, yeah, man, life is, uh, life is good. This last year was hard, but we, we had a pretty dope year because, uh, obviously the undertaking got signed to solid state. And then my wife and I had our third kid. So like, there was like a lot of crap going on, you know, with people getting furloughed and losing jobs and stuff. But then we actually had like a pretty sick year. So it's kind of been funny to like balance the like, Oh yeah, that was a tough year. But then also we were like, Oh yeah, that was pretty dope. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I feel you on that. And um that's interesting uh that you're a family man and you're you're killing it because you guys just got signed to solid state. So that's really that's really awesome for all the for all the metal core dads out there or whatever. That's really never sick. give up on your dream, man. That's what I that's what we're saying. Definitely. Um how long have you been married? Uh shoot, my wife and I just celebrated eleven years of marriage. So we've been married quite okay. a long time. Wow. Yeah. Um, I've been we, married for we, two years. Oh, you go for it. How long? Two years. Nice. You're, you're working your way up. <laughs> Definitely getting there. I'm not, I'm not quite on that stature yet, but <laughs> how old are you, by the way, if you don't mind me asking? Of course. No, no. All questions are on the table. I'm 33. Right. So, so everybody awesome. in our band, uh, we're all in our like early thirties. But that's part of our story, dude, is mm -hmm. we got out of the scene. We used to play in bands all the time. We got out of the scene 
and then had families, got jobs, and then realized at some point, like, dude, we got to still play music. <laughs> yeah. And so that's how, that's how the undertaking started is we just got together and said, no, we got to do this. And, and then I think because we're fam, we have families, we have jobs and all that stuff. Like we really, we really were uh, efficient and effective with our time. Like I'm taking time mm -hmm. away from my family to play shows or practice. Like it's got to be good. And so that's part of why we like really hit the road running and then kind of accidentally fell into getting signed and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. But that's really cool though, man. Um, like, okay. So let's talk about, you know, the whole getting signed thing for a second uh, while it's on the table. But like, so I was looking back on earlier, you know, discography or whatever. And as far as like on Spotify, all I could see as far back as like 2019. So yep. at that point, like, when did you put out music to the point of you getting signed? Yeah, dude. So the story goes in, uh, in July of 2018, that's when we started to get together. And so we wanted to get together with our buds, play some music, try to get some shows. So at some point you started to realize, okay, how do we get shows if we don't have any music out there? And so it's Spotify and, and how not easy it is to record stuff, but how convenient it is. Like you don't have to like travel around to go to a studio. We started demoing stuff out in 2018 and eventually recorded the scavengers ep so then that's when we put that out in early 2019 because we're like okay we want to play shows we got to have music to play those <laughs> shows so so we record these five songs and kind of accidentally make something that we we're proud of like we we intended to make demos and then they're like oh these are pretty sick songs they sound they sound good enough at the time and then uh kind of kind of released those those songs out there then we started to pick up shows and then at that point, we just said, like, okay, screw it. Let's keep writing. And that's when you see the three singles that are on Spotify about, uh, about ghosts, witch rituals, and who's afraid of 11 ghosts. Mm -hmm. And so we DIY'd those songs completely on our own, uh, recorded in our own homes and studios and stuff, and then put those out. And that's kind of where we got linked up with Joey Bradford, who's the guitarist of The Used. Okay, and cool. so he mixed uh, about ghosts and witch rituals. And then the pandemic is about to happen and we're so then yeah we're in like 2020 now and it's like okay there's no shows out there what should we do let's write so then that's when we created who's afraid of 11 wolf at the time joey was still on tour with the use so he got us in connection with a buddy of his named tanner sparks who he mixes and masters all switchfoot stuff and colony oh, wow. house and does some really cool indie stuff so he he took a hack on uh, on our song which we were stoked on how it turned out and then right before we were about to release it uh we're gonna partner up with a distribution company and there's some stuff in the works and then joey got wind of us doing that so he said oh pot, pot time time out like don't release it don't do anything with it and he floated it out there to a couple labels and then that's uh caught it caught the attention of solid state so then within like a couple days we're about to release the song we pressed pause on that and then we're about to sign with solid state so it was like this whirlwind of um phone calls and decisions that we had to make in in like may of 2020 uh and then later in august 2020 so last year in august that's when we went to joey's studio here in san diego and that's when we recorded funeral songs so yeah so like we're very much a little baby <laughs> band and like haven't been doing it for very long, but just kind of made the right connections and talked to the right people and made music that I think resonated with people. And and that's something like I try to be humble and, and not, I'm not out here saying like, oh, our music is the best. And we're like, yeah, we worked hard. We did this. And people are like, yeah, but people also liked your music. And you're like, oh yeah, that's like a really big part of it. <laughs> Definitely. No, you guys, um, I was listening, I was looking up like, you know, your monthly listeners and, um, they're pretty spread out and it, that's awesome because you know, you're getting coverage from in different countries. So yeah, the outreach is pretty incredible. <laughs> I don't know, but um, we, we kind of struck gold. Spotify is a little bit of a crazy beast right now because the head uh, metal guy at Spotify doesn't work there anymore. So it's been harder to get playlisting. But when we released hmm. who's afraid of 11 wolves, we, we kind of struck gold with a couple of like the editorial Spotify playlists and stuff. Mm -hmm. And so that was like, a big part of that song kind of blowing up on us. That's awesome, dude. I mean, you guys sound sick and, um, obviously I'm no, new, I'm a new fan of the band, but, um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see like what else you guys are going to put out. Like everything I've heard. I mean, so <laughs> what is like the band that you don't really like getting compared to just out of curiosity? 
Is there a band that uh, gets brought up a lot and you're just like, Oh, uh, uh, you know, that's, a, that's a good question. Cause the band that gets brought up often is every time I die. Okay. But we'll take it. <laughs> they're, <laughs> yeah. they're like, they're the best. So, so obviously we would love to be compared to the best, but then also we don't like, we think we cover a lot of different genres within like metalcore and hardcore. And mm-hmm. so just to say like that, we sound like one band, I think is a little bit lazy at times because there are so many influences that get pulled out. Cause then people are even like old school, um, solid state stuff like Norma Jean, the chariot. Oh yeah. We've heard Maylene and the sons of disaster, uh, a bunch of stuff like that. But yeah, the one that kind of comes up the most is every time I die, which I think it's because it's like hardcore kind of rooted in rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then Keith kind of does like the yelling and singing and I do that a little bit too, but try to be That's careful cool. not to riff too hard on certain influences. Cause we don't want to just sound like a cookie cutter of yeah. a certain band, you know? Well, I don't think you do. Um, I just I think <laughs> I just I hate like talking to um, some some people. I'm not gonna say all people in generalize, but some people I do talk to, they're always like, "Dude, this band sounds like this band and this band." And I'm exactly, like, and I I don't know why that just ends up being like a big pet peeve of mine. Well, it was something that was hard for us because at first you're like, "Oh, you guys sound like this," and then it's like, "No, we 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 do in a certain way, but we also don't because we're our own mm-hmm. thing." You know, you you yeah. mix all the pieces of our band together, and we're a completely different thing. So exactly and like there's only like so many different notes that you can play and so many different you know uh tones that your voice can make because of like how it's built you know organically or whatever like there's only so many possibilities well and that's the thing i love you saying that because that's that's it like there's nothing's original at this point it's just putting a little spin on it (laughs) everything's (laughs) been done that is so true um but like I'm, I know I'm kind of jumping around. But like earlier when I did ask your age, I'm actually 30 myself. So nice. Um, maybe that's why I got drawn to your band so heavily. No, I'm just kidding. But um, it's really sick though. I love seeing people that like are in their 30s and just like, do do you feel old? Do you feel like an old man? Like when you talk to people, you're like, I'm an old man now. I'm 33. No, I think that that comes with perspective. Like I, I, I have some older friends in their forties and stuff and they always look at me like I'm like a kid. So, mm-hmm. so I think we realize like we're still not old guys. We're still young on the, on like the perspective of, of life, but then yeah, we're playing and, and hanging out with some of these younger kids at shows and stuff. And that's when you're just like, Oh yeah, we're in a totally different stage of life, especially with like kids and stuff. But I don't know. I don't feel old. Uh, my body's starting to tell me that I'm getting old when we're like jamming out and going crazy and stuff. Like I got, I got one of those massage guns. So I'm like always like working my neck out oh, like, yeah. sore the next day. <laughs> yeah, dude, I feel you on that. Um, I've been hiking a lot uh, because I've just been getting fucking lazy, just like working all the time. Do you like, sure. what is your outlet? I guess, um, you know, outside yeah, of playing so music. I used to play basketball all the time, but then when we, um, started the band i stopped playing that so i run i try to run like two or three miles every day i got an exercise bike in my garage so i'll hop on that as often as i can but then like Keith, uh one of our guitarists used to be a professional triathlete uh and so we're all trying to stay active and stuff but yeah that's the running's a big one for me and that's like we were talking about earlier like listening to music and stuff so that's when i like zone out for a half hour or so and listen to a new album or some bands that's really cool well, now that you mentioned listening to music, I'm going to put you in the hot seat for a second. Let's play let's play the first game called the Hot Round and basically it's just band either or questions. I'll oh, ask, okay. All right, just, let's go. Just say the first thing that comes to mind. Don't don't overthink it and um we'll kind of discuss your answer, but um All right, so we'll start off with the first one. Just quick fired off. Which one comes to mind? Have heart or counterparts? Oh, counterparts. Oh, sick. So are you a big Counterparts fan? We we did Counterparts, but also uh, their, um, the guy that did their album artwork, Trey Hales, did our album artwork. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, so Trey's the guy who does all their branding and artwork. And yeah, he's the guy that we, uh, that Solid State got us in connection for uh, funeral psalms and like the, the bird that you have behind you and stuff. He, <laughs> he did all that stuff. That is awesome. Didn't even know that, but that's awesome. That I'll have to plug that in the in some kind of a promo. That's really interesting. Um, 
Are you familiar with Half Hard? Do you listen? To- no, I'm. So that's what I'm afraid of, man. Is you're gonna say some bands, and I'm like, I have no idea who that is, but I I hate that because they're gonna be like, what the heck? Oh, whatever, dude. Like I'm that guy most of the time. Like people are like, oh, have you heard of this? Like I just yeah. know about Hail the Sun, which I'm sure everyone knows about. Uh, I've I've seen they they've been releasing music lately. Their stuff is sick. Yeah. Like I just listened to someone put me on their new album. One of my friends actually saw one. Oh, tight. <laughs> That's disrespectful, but um, <laughs> it's a really good album. Their new album's sick. Um, but anyway, uh, let's let's get into the second one here. This one's gonna be interesting. Silverstein or Census Fail? Oh, dude, I never. I don't know. I never got into that style. Yeah. And so I'm very aware of both those bands, but that was like never my thing. So I'll say Silverstein because they, uh, they they just put out some new music too. But yeah, mm-hmm. Senses Fail, I never got into that. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, after we get through these, um, I, I want to ask about like your early influences and like what you sure, grew up sure. listening to. But um, all right, let's let's get into this next one here: The Chariot or O Sleeper. Oh, The Chariot all day long. Mad respect for O Sleeper because they're label mates of us currently. Mm-hmm. But The Chariot's one of my like probably top three favorite bands of all time. That's really sick. And so they were on solid state like earlier, right? Yep. And they moved yep. on to like good fight or something like that. Yep. Exactly. All right. That's interesting. Um, that's, that's a band that I, I really need to dig deeper into. Um, I was, that was kind of a little bit before, uh, me getting into this type of music. Sure. So I'll, I'll have to backpedal a little bit. Dude, but like, yeah. They, they came out right when I was in high school. Cause then that was the Norma Jean. Then Josh moved on to the chariot. Uh, and that was in like 2003, 2004. So I was like a junior or senior and I was like a sophomore or junior in high school when that one came out. So the Chariot's first album was like a huge influence on mine. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah, I, see, I saw that band kind of like attributed to your band as far as like a Spotify playlist. Um, you know, you, you guys ended up being on uh, the Chariot's playlist a lot or something like that. So that's oh, really sick. cool. Yeah. And um, I really like the um, This Is Solid State playlist currently on Spotify. Yeah. That one is a really they, sick playlist. They do a good job of uh, keeping that up to date with all the new stuff coming out. For sure. Um, all right. So next one. So this will be interesting. I don't, I'm not even sure if you like listen to like Gent, but uh, I want to see what you say here. Veil of Maya or Era? Oh, Era. They just, uh, didn't they just put out a new album? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, that was that was sick. Yeah, it was really cool. I listened to that. Um, I listened to that pretty religiously for the first couple of days when it dropped. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I'm a huge Era fan. I really like it. Um, and I'm kind of, I listened to. I forget which album it was with the Jellyfish on it, but that's when I got into them. I think that was around 2016. I think, if I'm correct, Era had their artwork done. Um, they get they have some artwork done by the guy who does some of our uh, our merch. That's cool. <laughs> it's like the six degrees of everyone. I thing. love it. That's like my favorite thing, man. It's like that's that's part of the game, man. It's all who you know and like the different connections. So. <laughs> so like everyone's kind of like plugged into everyone somehow. Exactly. Hey. <laughs> all right. Um. Let's see this one. Um. Yeah, I'm really curious about this one for you. Uh, of mice and men, or a tray you. I got to shout out to Treyu because uh, Brandon, uh, their singer, uh, drummer slash current singer is one of our buddies. No kidding. That's yeah. Sick. So he, so, so our manager is Joey Bradford and they played in hell or high water together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so Brandon's one of our buds. Dude, that's really cool. All right. Um, let's see on this one while she sleeps or holding absence. Uh, while she sleeps because their new album is dope. You like it? Do you like uh, their earlier stuff? I never really got into them too much, so I know that they've been pushing it. Their uh, PR company is the same as ours, so, so th- we've kind of been in the same release cycle, so it's been fun to pay attention to what they're doing. And they're mm-hmm. they're they're freaking crushing it with like their <laughs> pop up shops and like they're they they killed this release. They they really did, and um, so I guess their new thing is what they did. They all right, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm still trying to figure this out, but they bought this huge warehouse space and they're using that as like kind of like a headquarters. Yeah, I, I don't know if they purchased it, and if they did, holy cow, that's so dope, because <laughs> I'd love to, like, own a warehouse that's, like, a, a band headquarters, 
but yeah, I saw that they, they did like a music bit. They did that crazy music video. I saw them drop like that huge freaking banner. Like right. they're, they're killing it. So it's, it's fun. To, it's inspiring to watch what other bands are doing, especially for us. Like we're lower on the totem pole uh, in, a, in, in the grand scheme of band size and audience and stuff. So then we're always trying to aspire to be like, okay, if that's what they're doing, like we're going to shoot for that and try to do the same thing. That's so cool though. But I mean, respectively in, in the short amount of time um you guys have really good numbers um honestly oh, thank you appreciate I mean, that for you know you're wait are you just about to drop it's a full length right so you're about to drop your yep. baby full length yep yep, oh, shit. yep. i mean you're just songs, going off man. you're just going off of ep numbers so that's dude when this thing yeah. drops i'm telling you it's just it's a matter of time for sure well, that's, that's going back to the, the, the who we get compared to thing. It's like, hey, just wait for this whole album to come out. You're going to get a really good idea of what we sound like. So we're really excited for Friday. So April 30th is when Funeral Psalms comes out. And we, we can't wait for people to hear it. Definitely. And if you're listening, um, it's out. So go ahead and listen to that. And, oh, um, heck yeah. Stream it. <laughs> Throw it in wait. your playlist. That's, if, if I could plug that for a second, if you're listening to this and you haven't yeah. checked it out, or if you have and you like the music, throw it in a playlist and just kind of press play and let that thing run because that's a huge thing for any band you support right now it's all about the algorithm so as often as we can kind of uh pop up in spotify's algorithm mm-hmm. uh the better and you know you 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 have a podcast so it's like rate and review five stars and all that <laughs> kind of stuff all that interaction really helps uh for for all the bands so definitely yeah for sure dude i i definitely believe in you guys and like i was like after this podcast like hopefully we build a connection and like it's just you know when you have a connection to a band it like means a little bit more for some reason like going to a show or something like that or buying merch or whatever it is yeah all right so if there was an alternative music stock market who would you rather put stock in okay bear tooth or spirit box I think it's got to be Beartooth, man. Nice. I wanted to do two tough ones that have a really strong following. And Spirit Box is respectively kind of a newer band in regards to, you know, the time frame that Beartooth's been. But, um, I know. So, so, so on that note, you probably want to go Spirit Box because your, your buy-in on the stock market is going to be lower because you're probably buying Beartooth at a premium right now. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, because they're about to just drop an album. <laughs> so that, that's a tough one um i don't know i guess long term i guess you would want spirit box if it was in terms of the question right that's funny yeah i'd, I'd probably be into bear tooth because they're gonna do a they, they got a couple tours lined up they got that album coming out like they're gonna kill it in the next couple months so maybe right. you gotta you bump in at a higher price but then you can ride that wave to where maybe you make some money on it <laughs> yeah there's a, a higher <laughs> roi <laughs> exactly, exactly i see it because they're gonna be playing quick, quick like flip. Yeah, I saw. I mean, going off there. Did you see the last music video? Yeah, uh, not not for hell of it, but the one before that, right? Um, God, I forget what it was, but um, but anyway, it's like one of their newer ones. But they they had like yeah. all this pyro, and I was like, they're gonna be playing fucking like amphitheaters, yeah. and you're gonna they're gonna be on that like fucking Parkway Drive level, that fit for a king type thing. I think that they're. I yes, that's gonna happen. That's. i mean i think they're huge right now it's just kind of crazy um i don't know respectively it hasn't been that it hasn't been that long for them in my opinion to be like they have what like four or five albums out but they they have a good sound it's a consumable sound that i think people dig because they can understand it's like a good entry into hardcore and and Mm -hmm. metalcore because you can kind of understand what they're going on because i think that there are a lot of pop influences in their stuff but yeah, I haven't I haven't studied them like a ton, and I'm not super familiar with their like discography, discography and stuff. But right. their their new stuff is pretty dope. That's cool. Do you like Do you like stuff like that, or <laughs> is it more of like you just kind of know about it? Uh, I'm I know about it. Uh, I I'm always like like going back to our conversation earlier. I'm always listening to new bands because I just want to know like what's out there and what's coming up and stuff. And there's certain mm-hmm. things that I gravitate more towards, but. Um, which is going to be a little bit more of the chaotic and heavier stuff. So, so anything that's like too clean, too overproduced, <laughs> I'm not as drawn to. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm a student of the genre. I love kind of paying attention and seeing what people are doing. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to ask, I guess, like more 
not mainstream, but like just more well known. Um, just because there is some relatability for people that you know, because sometimes sure. when I do the obscure bands, like everyone is like, I don't know who that is. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> like I used to ask like um this band that I just covered, they're like homies now, but uh Salt Wound or whatever. And I plugged them for like three straight episodes and no one really knew who they were, but um I guess that was a good thing because you know, now I'm spreading awareness, I guess. But um, yeah, there's a it's it's like a a two sided equation to that coin or however you say it. it's just like you you want to like get people to you want to raise awareness to these newer bands but then also you want to like kind of plug some of the bigger bands too <laughs> yeah. yeah it's kind of like podcast content because you know you kind of have to in a sense talk about like what's going on currently i guess yeah and um because that's kind of what people are talking about at the moment so it's like it's kind of a fucked up thing that you have to play that game in a way but um like the whole hot takes and shit like that like i really i really hate that it's gotten to that you know for exposure yeah well, uh, like the um reaction videos and all yes. that stuff like you got to be on like the forefront of it yeah yeah because i have to do this like all the time and it's ridiculous how many uh reaction request emails i get uh it's fucking sure. ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's cool though i will plug my my email though but like because there there are hidden gems there so hey if you want to if you want to do that i'm gonna plug my email native diamond music at gmail.com send me your hidden gems <laughs> and, and if you have over. any if you have any homies dude you know plug them well that's that's the crazy part, man. It's all about who you know. And like, that's, that's the thing you gotta, it, people have to be willing to actually, I don't know how to say this. Like you say, Hey, send me your hidden gems. Like the only way that you're going to know about bands that you don't know about is if people tell you about them, you yeah, know? Exactly. And so it's like, yeah, send us stuff. We want to hear about these new bands. Cause then when you find somebody new, there's, there's few things exciting as finding a new band that you really jive with. That's mm -hmm. so cool. And that's been fun for us. Like we're, we're getting this new audience with our label connections and all that stuff. And so it's been fun to reach out to people and, and have these new relationships of like, Hey, like we appreciate you guys listening to our music and it's been a fun ride. But yeah, for us, man, if you, if you uh, I got one for you. If you like kind of like that party rock and roll kind of Bronx, every time I die style, there's a band here in San Diego called Doc Hammer. Okay. Uh, and they are killer. So they, they, I think they're sitting on an album that they're going to release eventually. Um, but they have a great live show and we love playing with those guys. That's sick. I love plugs, man. I love hearing new bands as well. So thanks for the plug. I'll have to check them out later and uh, we'll definitely drop their link in the description. I'll try not to forget. <laughs> no, it's all good. Okay. It's time to take a fucking break. Let's listen to some mosh worthy music. Okay, I know you guys are ready. It's the lull of the day. You guys are tired and want that energy in your life. Okay, well, we got it. With The Undertaking, this was my pick. I wanted to pick this one. This song, it, this song as the kids say, it fucks. Let's get you up to TikTok terms. I know a lot of people here still don't have TikTok. Get on TikTok, okay? I'm on there. At least get on there and follow me. Shit. I need all the help I can get. But anyway, uh, this one is a banger. It's called O Negative. I mentioned it in the beginning. You guys should know. This song is sick. I love this. I love it. It's great. Stick around because uh, we still have a lot more conversation left. We have a lot of shit to talk about and cover. You're going to like the second half. Wait till the end too because we talk religion. Okay, I never talked about religion on the show before. You might want to stick around for that. Because maybe you're here because you like Solid State. And you like that, you know, Christian Core stuff. And we talk about it. So hang out, okay? And we're going to play more music at the end. More music. More music, more fun. More excitement. Alright? Here we go. Ready? Play.
and, and we're, back. we're back here i'm gonna ask this last one two of the biggest bands right now i feel like like in the whole metalcore thing but fit for a king or the devil wears prada oh you're pitting me against two of our label mates <laughs> exactly <laughs> can't, I, I'm, I'm i'm legally obligated to not answer that question but i'll throw my hat in the devil wears prada uh, arena a ring whatever uh because they're about to do zombies too and that uh song that they released that song they released last week was dope yeah i think it's termination but dude i'm a huge uh devil wars product fan but i mean in terms of music of course like that's a tough one because i like both a whole like hell of a lot i'm not gonna lie like um yeah, I grew up, king is man. doing some really cool stuff uh, and that album that they released last year was dope. But then, yeah, Devourous Prada, man, they're 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 gonna kill it with this new album. I mean, just from Solid State standpoint, they've sold out of their vinyl. They've done like three or four pressings now of that vinyl record because they just keep selling out. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's crazy. Um, well, anyway, dude, thanks for playing the hot round. Hope you had fun with that. That's awesome. Um, so anyway, so we were kind of talking about like what you know what your influences are really. Um, what like heavy how heavy are we going here with like your influences where you want me you want me to like start from when i was a kid man i grew up with mtv so i was listening my my mom was like a jazzercise instructor in the 80s so we were always Mm -hmm. listening to like pop and stuff and so we always had the radio on but then eventually uh san diego you get introduced to like pod and dogwood nib some of the, the uh, old school hardcore legends that came out of san diego and so i always kind of say that pod was my intro to hardcore which is funny because they're not like super super heavy uh right. but then as soon as you go to pod then you get introduced to somebody like blindside uh do you know blindside is a swedish band they used to be on Tooth and Nail, Solid State, but they were killer. And the next thing you know, you're diving into like Norma Jean back oh, in yeah. like 2002, 2003. Uh, Norma Jean, uh, Every Time I Die and Hot Damn, their first, their second album or whichever one that was. Um, and so, yeah, the, the influences then from, for me in the heavy scene are definitely anybody from like 2003 to like 2008. Uh, and then another big one for us was As Only Dying, which is a little controversial now, but they're from mm-hmm. San Diego. So that was like a big one for us, especially oh, yeah. North County, San Diego, where we're from. Uh, we have a lot of like mutual connections and, and know a lot of the same people. So we w- loved watching those guys when they would come to San Diego. Um, but yeah, for me, the That's chariot, awesome. every time I die under oath, uh, those are, those are some of my favorite bands that like from the hardcore scene and then Dillinger escape plan converge anything that's got kind of just a nice. bunch of freaking gain turned up to 11 <laughs> and just loud and chaotic. <laughs> that's really cool. I recently just kind of got into uh Dillinger. Um, like I've obviously heard them before, but like, I couldn't like sit there and just listen to the whole album. And, um, uh, you know, do you know Kayanashi? No, is that they're on? Um, is that they're on Equal Vision? I've 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 recognized the name, and I'm trying to think why I would know them. Um, they they're like they claim to be like a uh, emo mathcore. They are emo mathcore. Oh, that's their, interesting. Okay, but um, they I did a Ooh, podcast episode. Yeah, yeah. I did a podcast episode with those guys and um they basically plugged Dillinger and I was like, damn, I never really checked them out. So like I've like made a solid effort to fucking like, you know, actually listen to them, give it a chance. Dillinger is wild, man. I, I kind of loop Dillinger and Converge in the same boat where the, it's like a tough to, to listen to the album front to back is tough because there's so much going on. Right. And after a while, your brain just starts to get fried. Um, yeah. But when you really dive into like what they're doing specifically, it, it, they do some amazing stuff. And so like Limerick Death on the, the last album that Dillinger put out is one of my favorite songs because he does some insane stuff with his vocals. And then... Uh, dude, it, it pisses me off that I can't talk about this more, but like our live show is, I hate to say this, our live show is chaotic and crazy. We're like never on the stage, jumping around, climbing on people. And so we get a ton of inf- in- inspiration from watching Dillinger because they just never, ever stopped moving and old bands like the Chariot and stuff like that, where they're just like constantly going crazy. <laughs> uh, so I, I got to plug Dillinger and Chariot when they come, when it comes to like our, our live set and stuff. That's really cool. I can't wait to see you guys live. Um, 
has there been any kind of a discussion about live music here lately or if you can spill so, anything on that yeah dude it's coming back um we we've booked two local shows now because we want to in july so so we're recording this in april it's going to come out and this podcast i think comes out in may so welcome to may 2021 <laughs> <laughs> so we have two local shows coming up in san diego to kind of dust off the the rust so to speak just to make mm -hmm. sure we can still do it so we we're we're all in north county san diego so we get together and practice every week anyway so we're kind of working on our set but we have a show in july and august and then we're working on a potential tour for the middle of October uh, where we might go up and down the coast. But the frustrating thing for us at the moment, excuse me, um, the frustrating thing for us is we're missing out on all these tours because the tours that are coming back and getting announced now are all the ones that were announced and supposed to happen in 2020. 2020 oh, so the man. whole industry is like kind of <laughs> backlogged. So then we're probably looking at 2022 as maybe our bigger uh, like two, three week tour where we're going to the East coast. So anyway, cool. it's a, it's a long, yeah. long way of saying the industry is starting to wake up and tours and shows are getting talked about. I think it's going to take a little bit of time for it to come back fully. Cause even venues are not like non-existent. Some of the venues that people used to play at aren't mm -hmm. are around anymore. And the venue spaces are going to be a premium for bands coming through towns right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, what do you think about the, like, I guess the tours that are being planned right now? Like, do you think it's going to happen or like, what is your opinion on it? I guess. I have no idea. I have no idea. And I, like, I know it's a little bit controversial to talk about the pandemic and COVID and stuff, but it's like, you know, numbers are starting to go down and I would hate to open up too soon sure. to have numbers kind of spike again. And all these tours that are getting planned have to get canceled or postponed because we weren't able to get things under control. I'm vaccinated. My wife's vaccinated our band. We got some vaccines. So we're like kind of ready to go. And yeah, I would love to be optimistic and hopeful that the industry is just kind of, kind of charge forward. We need people to show up to those shows and yeah. support bands. And that's the thing maybe that I'm afraid of more than anything is there's going to be a hesitancy to show up to shows because we're not sure if it's going to be safe mm -hmm. or what protocols are going to be. But all that said is uh, one of our favorite venues here in San Diego, Brick by Brick. Mm -hmm. They just announced their first show for August, I believe, the first show back. And people in the comments on Facebook seem to be really excited and, and, oh, cool. and like, hey, we're, we're showing up to this. We got vaccinated. We're ready to go. Uh, so I think that there's going to be a hunger uh, nationwide, worldwide for, for live shows to come back. Yeah. Dude, I can't wait. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm um, <laughs> Damn, I, man. I mean, I can't wait. Obviously, you can't wait either. I mean, you guys are gonna obviously want to play that new album you're about to drop. So well, that's so that's the big dilemma too, dude. Is when should we have dropped this album? Should we have waited oh, yeah. like two more months to be able to tour on it or play some shows? But I think we're releasing it in this little a good little pocket for a brand new band mm -hmm. where we might be able to this week. I mean, even, even when we release it, there's been a lot of releases coming out and it seems like, uh, one of the bigger albums that's coming out alongside of us is the Gojira album, oh, but cool. really there's not a ton of other bands releasing music this weekend. So it's like, hopefully we can make a big <laughs> splash and have a little bit more attention, um, which would be pretty dope. Yeah. Dude, that's going to be sick. Um, to be able to listen to Gojira and you guys, man, it's going to well, be a sick week. Good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, sorry, I was just thinking about Gojira real quick. Uh, <laughs> I do, I do want to play this game real quick though, because I do. Go. I like these little games; they're fun. All right, so I asked you before we started recording if you had Spotify, and this is the Spotify challenge. So, if you don't mind, um, if you can look on your phone. Yes, sir. Search, Pulling it up right now. Search your on repeat. I want to know like what your top five bands are. Where do I, I know. where do I find that? <laughs> oh, just uh, search it. You can just search on repeat and it'll, it'll uh, pop up your playlist. It's like an auto generated oh, I didn't thing. I know that that was there. Oh, dope. Yeah. I, um, I finally figured out Spotify and realized it's all about playlists. Like, um, I'm a goober, but, um, fucking I've been all about like my on repeat and my release radar or radar yeah. release. That's like my main it shit. It sucks. It, it sucks. Straight up sucks. 
but Spotify is all about playlists. Like that's what it's about. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, all right. So, uh, hold on. Let me, so what do you, what do you want to know? I just want to know like what you, what you really been listening to lately. Um, you know, all right. So the ones that pop up are, uh, dr- so dragged under is a band. So we're managed by Joey Bradford. Okay. And so he manages us dragged under and dead American and another band called Royal Tusk. There's four of us, uh, under his little umbrella. And the dragged under is one of the bands that, uh, we look up to. It's, it's, uh, Ryan fluff, uh, uh, rate my rigs or whatever his YouTube thing is called. That's yeah. Band. He works with uh, like super, Finn McKinty and stuff, right? Yeah. Super, super dope dude. Um, the chariots on there every time I die and their new stuff. And then I get super nerdy. I get, I'm really into film uh, and music soundtracks. And so I have like a playlist. If I'm just like chilling out at home, it's all piano stuff. So it's That's like, cool. Like, oh, this is uh, Trent Reznor actually just won the Oscar for the soundtrack that he did with uh, for soul. And so oh, sick. That, that, that album was uh, really good. And then uh, I'm a big fan of the leftovers. I don't know if you ever watched the TV show, the leftovers on HBO, but that no. soundtrack pops up on my stuff all the time. Sick. Oh, and then one other one is Current. That's actually oh, one of my favorite new metal bands, that, metalcore bands that's out there. I love that album. Dude, me too, dude. Um, I found them last year. I know they dropped um, that banger in 2017. What was it? The Place I Feel Safest, maybe? Um, I can't. Yeah, but the, the I uh, I got super into that new album. I'm trying to oh pull my God. Uh, the, the way it the way ends. It is yeah, the, the way album? it ends. Yeah. Super sick. Um, what Their was your favorite song? really I don't know. Uh, the flag. The, some of those choruses, dude, are so oh, catchy. The so good. The flag to wave. Da, 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 da. I don't yeah, know. Flag to wave is sick. So good. <laughs> I like the monsters a lot. Mm-hmm. That fucking with that the parts where he screams like "I gave you everything" or whatever. Oh, dude, it's so like, good. That gives me goosebumps. Like when I first heard it, I was like, I I get drawn to that kind of stuff. So they do like the arf arf and the, oh, all yeah. the noises that you make because we don't do that at all. <laughs> I, I can't even make those noises. So I, I'm super drawn to like knock loose and currents when, and when they do like breakdown call outs and stuff. Cause that, that's just like not what we do. <laughs> that's sick. Dude. Um, I liked, uh, I like knock loose a lot. I like them yeah, a whole that, lot. Yeah. The different shade of blue is such a dope album. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, dude. I love that band. Like, um, cause I, you kind of mentioned like you, I guess got out of heavy music for a second, right? Yeah. You kind of said something like that. Um, same, like I have the similar experience. Like I stopped listening to heavy music for a minute. It was around like 2015 ish or something like that. And um, kind of, no, actually it was kind of like when warp tour was like coming to an end. I kind of stopped, okay. but um, knock loose got me back in it. Like pretty, pretty hard because they just had that energy. And I was like, Oh dude, this shit is, this shit is dope again. Like I'm like, someone, someone has that energy again. Well, so, so that's the thing is I feel like hardcore and it, it thrives on energy and that propulsion. So when you press play on a song, your head is going mm-hmm. and you kind of just feel it in your core. Mm-hmm. And that's like what we tried to bring with funeral songs. Is as soon as you press play on our album, like you, your head is bobbing and you're kind of bouncing around to it. And even playing around with different time structures and song structure, you never lose that momentum. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes bands can like overcomplicate things where they're trying to get like too funky with a, a breakdown and time signature that mm-hmm. you're, you're, you start to like question like, Oh shoot, I don't even know what's going on anymore. That like a knock loose type of band, uh, currents, like you kind of just keep bobbing your head to the whole thing. And I love that kind of stuff. That's so true. And that was kind of something that, um, we talked about with the Kanashi or whatever, but like they were talking about like math core and how, they didn't want to be like that band that's just like bam 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 yeah you know? and um and they were just like you know we don't want to be like that math core sound well there's a time and a place for it but there, you know you're talking about spotify and playlists and consumability mm-hmm. that you want if somebody's just listening to one of your songs that they can kind of understand like on a surface level like oh there's the chorus there's a hook i can <laughs> understand this i can consume this easily and then when you dive into it, it's rewarding because there's a lot more to the music than just that. But That's really again, cool. not to, I'm, I'm not knocking anybody for what they do because anybody creating music out there, man, freaking go for it. Oh, I, yeah. I live on creativity and people doing their stuff. But for us, we, we, we tried to 
kind of have one foot in math core and there's some different time signatures and there's some chaotic riffs that we have, but everything else is kind of wrapped up in like a consumable package. No, I feel that. And I'm, I'm for math core. Like, um, I really like between the bear to me, um, oh, yeah, dude. being that's, a North, so insane. yeah, being from North Carolina, I have to support the, the boys. Um, but anyway, um, I do want to know this question though. So like solid state, would we still consider that like a, like a Christian core, like label or whatever? I don't know if it still has that like stigma anymore. Or, like, what is your take on that? I don't want to speak out of turn with this answer, but no, I don't think that that's like what they are. And I think that there's a legacy behind the label that attracts a lot of that stuff. But I think if you looked at the current lineup and what they've been putting out the last couple of years, I don't think that that's, that's like the forefront of their messaging. Yeah. I feel that. Um, and I hope that doesn't come off like rude or anything to anyone. Uh, there's, representing no, there's Solid a lot State, of people but... out there that are going to get, sorry, I'm talking over you. There's a lot of people no, that are going to get fired up. They're going to get fired up about that because they want it to be like faith-based and all that stuff. But I think that that's just not like where they're at at the moment. <clears throat> yeah. I'm just curious. Cause um, this is kind of like me just being full disclosure, kind of ignorant to like, um, you know, cause I know they got like um, silent planet, um, not, I wouldn't consider them like a Christian core band, but I know Garrett, he is Christian, mm-hmm. correct? Like he's, mm-hmm. he's, he studied so. a lot of like philosophy, if I'm not mistaken, but um, I'm not sure faith really has to deal with, because I, I even with like Fit for a King, I, I listened to um, uh, Get Tucked podcast, Ryan Tuck, the bassist, is yep. his podcast, but um, you know, he talks a lot about, he's not, um, you know, promoting like Christianity and like, that's not his like mission statement. I think it's, uh, I don't want to get in trouble by saying this for right. anybody. But <laughs> no. Well, we don't have to talk there's, about this. I'll just... <laughs> no, no, there's, but there's something about like not making faith be the marketing aspect of your band. Like I want people, no matter who you are, like I just want people to listen to it for at face value that this is music. We're a band. And at some point, like just listen to it. And I feel like if you're marketing it towards a certain thing, like you're possibly excluding yourself from different markets. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? That does. Yeah. Like there's certain people that might not listen to it. If you're like, Oh, we're like a Christian band or, or something like that. I think mm-hmm. then you're excluding yourself from maybe a, de- a demographic that might not even be interested in listening to you at all because mm-hmm. they're like, Oh no, I don't want to do that. And for us as a band, we want everybody to listen to us and we want as many people as possible to click on our music and listen to it. And yeah, if there's stuff that's uh, faith-based, there's stuff that, that, that has some like Christians, Christian roots to it, like dive into that and let's talk about it. But at, on, on a surface level, we're just a band. We're just a couple dudes playing music and having fun, you know? Definitely. Yeah. And it was kind of funny that you mentioned like people getting fired up, but um, you know, I kind of wanted to know because I wonder if people will get it twisted with, you know, the album title being called like funeral Psalms, mm-hmm. like Psalms in regarding to like, maybe, uh, so like, what is, if we can kind of talk about the album title, I don't really, I don't really like talking about like album titles and stuff like that, Sure. but in this instance, I really do. Um, so like, what does that represent? I guess. Yeah. So this album was written in a bad year. Like it was conceived, written, demoed, produced, recorded, all that stuff in 2020 where there's just like a lot of stuff going on. You have, you have, uh, political unrest, you have race unrest, you have a pandemic where people are losing their job and uh, furloughed. And there's just like a bunch of bad stuff going on. And so mm-hmm. a lot of the lyrics are written from a place of uh, anxiety, depression, kind of just doubt and anger. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm a Christian. And so I, I, I really respond well to David in the book of Psalms in the Bible where he has this very open relationship with, with God. And he's like yelling at God and cursing at God. And he's frustrated. And, and God in that instance responds and says like, yeah, dude, give that to me. We, I want you to have a real open relationship with me. Mm-hmm. And so then that's our album is I kind of treated it like this was us kind of just crying out. And, and hopefully that's a little bit more universal. And if, if, you, if you're not a Christian or you don't relate to any of those themes, at least there's something where you're crying out to it, uh, you're crying out to some sort of institution or God or whatever it is. And maybe there's frustration and anger uh, that you're projecting out there. And that's like what it, it gets drawn to. So there's a song on there, like uh, Oh negative where that was uh, written in like the pits of depression and you're mm-hmm. crying out 
for someone to save you and that person isn't responding and isn't there to help you. And I think that that's like, that could be anything that could be your family, your friends, uh, mm-hmm. God, whatever that is, you're crying out and saying like, I'm looking for help. Like, please save me. And they're not responding. So yeah, that's wow. the album is kind of like a mm-hmm. modern day Psalm in the sense that it was written in a bad year and we're just kind of crying out and getting our uh, frustrations out there. <laughs> that's, that's really interesting though. Um, you know, I'm glad I asked that question now because I'm getting that to when I hear it, I can look at it with that perspective in mind. Sure. Um, that's really cool. But, um, you know, I've never really shared this on the show because it's never really came up like that. But um, I myself am a Christian as well. And, you know, it's kind of funny because like I listen to a lot of music and I'm wearing a Cannibal Corpse shirt and, you know, whatever and uh, whatever could be drab or whatever. But um, what what is the appeal, I guess? Um because I never really got to talk to anybody about this, but like, what is the appeal to heavy music um, from like a Christian standpoint? Cause you know, most people would attribute Christianity with like happy go lucky type music. So like, what is your take? I, uh, I think that there's like a lot of people that have a fragile, fragile religious background and they're afraid to uh, jump into like real life situations and feel <laughs> real emotions. And I'll be completely candid. I think that that's something that we're struggling with now where it's like people are looking to the church and different institutions to like tell them what they want to hear and and make them feel certain things. But I think if you dive into the Bible that there's a God out there who really wants you to be a real authentic human being and have a real authentic relationship with him. And that's my response is like, I feel like in hardcore and heavy music, like it's real, it's authentic. There's a lot of emotion in there. Right. And then that's a really interesting question. I, I'm trying to articulate it in my head because there are a lot of people that don't equate religion with heavy music and there almost can't be a relationship between them. And that's like a lot of the people being like, Oh, heavy music of the devil and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I think that they're super naive because like at some point, when the organ got introduced to the church, they said that that was a, a instrument from bars and like <laughs> that has no place in the church. And that's just, that's foolish. So. Right. <laughs> no, that's, that's interesting. And I've honestly, I tried to like kind of self-evaluate like why I listen to heavy music, you know, like being a Christian, I guess. But like, there was a point where I felt like it was, might've been a problem. I don't know if you ever faced that, but it was like when I was a lot early, like younger, and then I yeah, was like, there's okay. something rebellious to it. There's right. something rebellious about listening to this music that people might say is not, uh, you're not supposed to listen to. Mm-hmm. And even from my standpoint, man, I'm, I'm a vocalist and I'm, I don't even say like I'm a singer in the band. I literally just grab a microphone and I yell into it. And that's <laughs> like, there's something just so rebellious about grabbing the microphone and yelling as loud as you can and jumping around. Mm-hmm. And I think that that makes people a little bit uncomfortable because of how unhinged it is, mm-hmm. you know? That makes sense. But um, honestly, like this type of music has like more so than not, like helped me in like really shitty, bad situations in my life of course. and got me through some really hard times. Um, For you specifically speaking, what what was like an album that really kind of got you through maybe a hefty time in your life that, that really just comes to mind? Um. Oh, dude, I got it. I got one for you. So, so As Cities Burn, uh, Come Now Sleep. I don't know if you listen to As Cities Burn, um, but mm-hmm. their second album. So, so the first one, they were on Tooth and Nail, Solid State. And the first one, Son, I Love You, Your Darkest, um, was super dope. And then they came out with a second album called Come Now Sleep, which is a little bit controversial. But I thought that that was one of the coolest albums, one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, my wife and I at the time were... Um, dating long distance and so i was still in san diego and she was up at azusa pacific uh, college up in uh, la and mm-hmm. so as i was driving back and forth that was an album that i always had on repeat so that was kind of i equate that to uh, an interesting season in my life where we're driving on the road a lot and there's a lot of like young love angst <laughs> <laughs> that's cool though dude um sorry i wasn't trying to be rude i was trying to make sure i wrote that down so i don't forget that band um those are like the best bands though that you know get you through those tough ass times in your life i love it yeah i know so i'm gonna plug mine all right so i said half heart earlier um songs to scream at the sun um i know it's a very lengthy title but dude you should you should check it out if you have time i think you would really like it songs to scream at the sun yeah dude i'm, I'm typing it into google right, so i'll cool. pick that up 
Um, they were, uh, I don't know, somebody will correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they were a straight edge, like Boston hardcore band. Um, but they kind of got, that was kind of where my foot got in the door. It's like real hardcore music. I would say like, sure. like real hardcore with air quotes, <laughs> just, um, you know, but anyway, that there's my plug. But so like, I don't know. I kind of want to talk about this, uh, Christian thing, like one, one more take on it or whatever. But, um, do you ever like listen to, I don't know, I guess bands that would be considered like satanic or whatever is, is that taboo being a Christian metalhead? <laughs> I don't think so at all because my faith is not based on the music I listen to or even the people uh, that have influence in my life. And I think that that's like a, a mistake that people make often is that they put too much stock into like a certain pastor or a certain person and like an author or whatever. Cause then what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for failure because we're humans and that person is going to like stumble and fall. And next thing you know, you put your faith, that you allowed this one person or this one band, this one thing mm -hmm. to influence your relationship with God or your faith. And then that person, like I said, makes a mistake and something comes out about their past that they are like a bad person. Oh, wow. That's happening all the time. You know, <laughs> yeah. next thing you know, it's like, Oh my gosh, my faith is sh uh, completely shaken to its core. And uh, I, I don't know, like, that's when you just got to like dive back into the Bible. And th I mean, there's a lot of nuances to that. But same thing with bands. I mean, people put stock in these bands as being like a huge influence to their Christianity, which that's so cool. I love that music has the ability to influence people like that. But the mm -hmm. next thing you know, there's an, they, they put out their next album and they're dropping an F-bomb. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my gosh, like my childhood is ruined because um because they're growing and struggling as individuals. And trust me, I don't say that in any sort of condescending manner. Like mm -hmm. people are allowed to feel whatever they want to feel. Mm -hmm. um, but to answer your question is like, no, I'm going to listen to whatever I want. Like freaking Mortal <laughs> Kombat came out this weekend. And like, I'm like all four fatalities, people get their heads <laughs> bashed and stuff, but there's going to be some people who might not allow that because they're like, Oh no, I don't, I don't want to like put that stuff in my head, but I'm like, no, I need to see Scorpion freaking get over here to sub zero and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah. I just, I just wonder, and uh, I'll kind of get off that, but I, I was guilty enough to have struggled that when I was younger. I remember because there was a time where I was like, well, I'm just going to listen to, you know, those metal yeah. bands that are like fit for a king or they kind of bring that to the t or like August Burns Red or whatever. And like I would and I remember a time where I was just like, if it had to do anything with the devil, I'd just like stay the fuck away from it. And then I was like, well, maybe I'm just like really insecure with like my what I believe in. Maybe I'm really insecure with my Dude, beliefs. That's it. And that's 100% it. <laughs> you, grew, you grew as a person and you like challenged yourself to kind of get out of that that mindset mm -hmm. i don't know that's interesting man so i don't know if anyone's <laughs> listening and you're struggling with that man i think if if you're secure in your beliefs man like what you put you know what you put into your head be mindful of it but um it, that doesn't make you who you are you know yeah no that's that's exactly it um all right, so I, I want to ask this because, I, dude, I was on this fucking like marathon thing with uh, the show that just came out. It's called Them. It's on um, Amazon. Have yeah, you heard dude, about I it? I've not, I've not watched it, uh, but I, I know about it. Okay. <laughs> um, so if you're able to watch it, I would watch it. It is. It's pretty scary, but it's more dramatic than anything. But I've been stuck on the show, man. I really wanted to plug this, um, like as just like a just hey check it out if you're bored and you want to watch something cool on tv um that's what i've been watching so that's my that's def it's definitely on my list because i know it seems to be influenced by key uh jordan peele and like get out and us and then uh freaking uh, lovecraft country kind of came out last year and i love this new genre of uh black filmmakers making art like based on their uh their history and stuff super dope is is insane is so dope and um there are some like trigger warnings i will say um but i feel like you already probably know that but just like watching the trailer <laughs> but um there yeah. are some trigger warnings but with if you look at the intention it's very artful it's so beautiful and it's just it's well shot um i don't know man i can't that's my <laughs> it's been like what i've been obsessed with lately honestly i'm not even gonna I love it but um but anyway dude 
thanks for your time. I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you got better things going on today, I'm sure. But um, it's been a pleasure. It's been a real treat, man. Trust me, dude. I can sit here and talk about music and movies and stuff forever. So I love it. I appreciate you having us on and supporting the scene and stuff. You're doing some, go- you're doing some cool stuff out here. Uh, just getting people to listen to new bands and, and promoting stuff. And that's, that's so, so important to our scene. So I just, I appreciate that. Dude, thanks a lot, man. Um, so, you know, before we head out, is there anything that you want to share? Um, any final thoughts you want to leave behind before we head out? Yeah, our debut album, Funeral Psalms, is out now. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, our Instagram handle is The Undertaking Rocks. Uh, we appreciate you taking the one second of your time to press that like button or follow <laughs> button. And then um, my two cents, man, is if you follow any band, any band you support, a uh, huge thing that you could do is follow on Spotify. Um, and that goes for us, but anybody else that you support. Uh, and just appreciate you guys. Anybody who's listening to the album, we appreciate it. And yeah, follow us on Spotify, throw our songs in a, a playlist. Uh, and then, yeah, if you got like a spare 20 something bucks, buy a shirt. We, I know nice. times are tough and, and it's hard to, uh, you're always spending money on stuff, but that's a huge thing for us. So the undertaking at, uh, the undertaking.bigcartel.com, uh, you can grab some merch, uh, Jim Hughes and a guy named Trey Hale did our merch stuff. So they, uh, they crushed all the stuff that we have out there. Dude. Appreciate you listening to our stuff. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm going to have to grab some merch also, but, um, dude, that was it. And that was fun. So, um, I'll stop recording and, uh, we'll get out of here, but Hey, if you're still listening, thanks a lot. We're playing the undertakings music. So stick around and listen to some songs. We're going to head out, but, um, have a good one. See you next week. Okay. That was it. You are a real one. If you have made it this far, I fucking love it. That's all I can say. You are a real one. You support the fuck out of this podcast. And I do appreciate you a lot. So, before we head out, I gotta plug some shit. Hit follow, like, subscribe. Hit that notification button. Okay, you don't want to miss out on shit to come. They can literally drop at any moment. You can support the podcast. There's links in the description. I just appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And before we head out... We are going to listen to some more of The Undertaking. Who'd you think? Okay, we're going to play No Friends. Thanks again to Austin. Thank you so much, my friend, for being on the show. You are a cool-ass dude, and I do appreciate your company. So, thank you. And also, shout-out Solid State. Love this fucking record label. You guys are fucking awesome. Have a good night or day, whatever. Have a good one, guys. I'll see you next week with more shit to come. Let's hang out. Listen to some more music. It's not over yet.
shine on. Shine on. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah.